0: Welcome to your mind is trying to kill you podcast. Join your host Alexandros Megas and co-host Vincent Byrne as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host Alexandros Megas.
1: the 12th episode of Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. I'm your host, Alexandros Megas,
0: And I'm your co-host, Vincent Byrne.
1: And in today's episode, we are battling a specific topic that has been uh, coming up again and again in my life and I think everyone's life uh, over the course of... Of our lifetimes, we get to question that part of our lives that is really, according to everyone's perception, a pain in the ass. And what is that, my friend Vincent? Problems.
0: Problems. Yeah. Uh, certainly, when before I started learning about this, and uh, and now latterly in dealing with people, clients uh, who come for coaching. One of the things they'll talk about, either in direct terms or in roundabout terms, the fact that they have problems with their business or in their life, and they'd like to be rid of their problems. And that's the goal. And uh, unfortunately, coming with that particular perspective, it's, in my experience, it's completely uh, irrational and unrealistic to expect to be able to not have any problems. And that's generally where I start from and then take them into the benefits of problems. So we had a, a short chat about it, and uh, we're on the same map or the same same page, I think, on this one. So what's your perspective on problems and people wanting not to have any? Well, you said it's unrealistic. And I I saw you smile on that one. (laughs) See, I'm still learning. I'm still only the apprentice here.
1: According to whose reality?
0: Yes, indeed.
1: Well, my view of that is many years ago, I remember I came across a little book. I think you might be able to find it. I don't know, I haven't looked for it, but uh, it was like a little coffee table book. And uh, I found it in the new age section of a bookstore.
0: The Woo Woo section?
1: The Woo Woo section. At Barnes and Nobles actually when, when that was, you know, that was when we were still going to bookstores. So the title of that book was Life Wasn't Meant to Be a Struggle. And I saw that and I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. It just spoke to my heart. And, of course, it spoke to my heart because now I'm seeing for the first time that all the struggle is... (laughs) For no reason, so I have just been silly and I've been struggling where I don't need to struggle. And this little booklet was gonna tell me how to not struggle in life. Not only that, but it was gonna tell me that struggling is a, the worst scenario you can, the worst mode that you can uh, be into, because then you're not living, right? And this is the same thing that I get with other types of new age approaches, such as you were born to be happy and, and such concepts that keep on recycling themselves within the inner tube of the new age channels. So, life wasn't meant to be a struggle right so you and you will see that kind of concept a lot as people love that kind of thing you know people love the idea of no struggle of course we do we don't want to struggle because it sucks struggling sucks but then having a firm understanding of the concept as above so below i understand that there's always a where there's a microcosm there's always a macrocosm of, of things and of laws so struggling is happening for some reason then the new age approach is that this reason is uh, our doing is like we we are creating the struggle and we're doing that because Uh, We're just misaligned, you see. I mean, which is actually partially true. But the idea here is that if you don't go to the gym or if you don't engage in some kind of exercise, what will happen to you? Your body will decline. Your health will decline. But exercising is a struggle isn't it it's a pain in the ass nobody wants to do that i mean only a few people that have been utterly obsessed with the process of exercising because you know their subconscious has seen very specific results that it loves such as oh look at me my body is so hot or everybody wants me or whatever so of course you know being in that sort of thing can become an addiction now because you're going overboard now. You need to see more of those results, and you keep on going to the gym. But most of the people, most of us mere mortals, uh, don't feel like that about exercising. We have to actually do it because we're being disciplined. And if that discipline is not there, then we're not going to do it. But and the reason why we're not going to do it is because it's a struggle. So then immediately we get something out of this predicament. This kind of struggle, this particular struggle, is producing results that are so important for us in our lives and in our health, health of the body and health of the mind. If we don't struggle in such a way, if we refuse to struggle in such a way, then we don't get these benefits. So then would it be... in a Socratic sense, would it be rational to extract that most other types of struggle are there to produce similar results? Okay. If that makes any sense. So, so then we go on to ask the question, why do we struggle? Because that's, Really, the the resume. Uh, this is really what the whole thing comes down to. Because if we're going to decide whether or not struggle is good, right, we have to first understand why we struggle in the
0: first place. Is it not a? Is it not like the issue of struggle in terms of the people that I would uh, encounter? Those people that would have a problem with it is that they have this expectation and this is where the realistic or unrealistic comes into play here is that their expectation is that life should be uh without struggle and that when something comes up to cause a struggle a problem uh you know a boulder in the road whatever that that is that is that's going against them that it's it's uh It shouldn't be there. And and a lot of people react like that, like they get down on the ground in a manner of speaking and they, you know, curl up in a ball and just want the thing to go away as distinct from seeing it as any kind of real challenge or any kind of opportunity to grow. So there's a certain conditioning here that um, if I come up against a problem, and maybe it's to do with parenting, I don't know, but if there's a problem that someone's going to take it away, and I don't actually have to deal with it. That's right. So there's that kind of expectation. I think that's what creates this this, this uh, frustration that people have with problems when they appear that it shouldn't be there. And I just need to get past it as quickly as possible. So in the case of coming to me, it's tell me how to fix it. Tell me how to fix it. Give me the magic pill. Tell me how to fix it. as distinct from taking responsibility to to actually work out how to deal with it.
1: Right, which is exactly, I was just going to mention that. This goes, this is filed under the category of taking responsibility for your life. And we've talked about why that's important, because you can either be responsible for your life, or you can be a slave. You can be someone that lives a life that happens because of somebody else's initiative. Yeah. Rules or, you know, however you want to define that. But if we're here to be sovereign and free individuals, free spirits, free entities, free however Mm -hmm. you want to define it, we have to understand that, first of all, there's got to be a reason within everyone's inner understanding, there's got to be a reason why they're here. This is the the thing we call purpose, Mm -hmm. right, because everyone's got a purpose. So it occurs to me that the people who either don't believe that that's the case or they don't know what the purpose is, they tend to be very annoyed at uh, the obstacles that come in their way. Mm. Because, you see, if you knew that you had a mission, and if you knew that that mission belonged in your own hero's journey, the obstacles would be there, of course, and your job would be to remove those obstacles in order to get to the next point. Yeah. You, th- you don't get pissed off, or at least I think you don't, when, when you play a video game and uh, there's a level of hardship there that you have to overcome, right? Because that becomes an adventure. That becomes exciting. And, uh, you know, most people embrace that. But when it comes to their own lives, they think it sucks. Yeah. And I believe that that's because there's misplaced expectations there and uh, a misunderstood purpose, mission. People, I think, especially in today's world with so much destruction and so much noise, they don't know how to focus and orient themselves towards understanding what is their perspective, what is their mission, what is their own personal hero's journey. Uh because again, most people have been very successfully convinced and indoctrinated into being very small and very insignificant. I mean, what could I ever do that would affect <laughs> the world? Like I'm so small, I'm I'm nothing. So if I'm nothing, if I can't affect anything, then what do I do? Then I might as well have a good time. right why am I, why am I having this these these obstacles, these problems, that I'm facing are without a reason uh, and without a reward. So why would I want to engage in solving them if I believe that they have nothing to do with the reason why I'm here?
0: Yeah, I get that. But I also think that I think, sir, in the in the last maybe 30 years, I think there's been a shift as well in... In the way that that people have been, uh, that kids have been brought up, and there was a time when you were kind of thrown out and you know told to come back in at six o'clock for your dinner, and what you did during the time that you were thrown out and you got, came back in at six o'clock uh, could have been anything. You could have been up to all kinds of stuff, and you were uh, basically finding your own way, whereas. There's a there's a, a generation now that are very cosseted, and as a result of that, the idea that they actually have to solve problems and um, create stuff for themselves is not something that they are used to doing. And I think it's, it's it goes back to programming. It goes back to what we talked about before. If if when if in the early stages you're taught that you don't have to solve any problems because your parents are gonna solve them for you, then you don't have the capacity to do it. So everything should be on a plate. And if it's not on a plate, then that's a major, major uh, problem for me. And people get very upset about it. Uh, they demand you know, it to be resolved, um, but it ultimately comes back to just not having the practice of, of solving problems. I think there's a, there's a in terms of speaking from my generation, the kind of issues that even though I was the kind who was thrown out and told not to come back in until six o'clock and sort things out to myself, there's still, I, I certainly think that that group would probably tick the box around what you just said. Not having a sense of purpose, having a sense of, If I do these things, if I if I go to school, then go to college and then I go to, uh, you know, get a job and meet someone, get married, have kids. It's like I mean, that was my life. And that's like my working title of the, the, the autobiography is I knew nothing until I was 40. And and that was all on the basis that I thought I knew what the 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 the. The smoothest path to a great life was, which is to do everything really well. And if I do that, then everything will fall into place. And then some major life shit happens along the way. And I'm going, but I but I I did I did the good stuff. So why why is this bad stuff happening to me?
1: Oh
0: right. Well, let's go back
1: to our very, very beloved subconscious because it's all there everything's being regulated over there so mm. what is it that we're dealing with when it comes to that particular thing right here what is the subconscious the subconscious is a computer as we uh talked about we've talked about that several times i mean we talk about this in essence every single time because that's what we're dealing with right this is why your mind is trying to kill you because that's what the mind's job is when i say the mind's job is i mean the subconscious mind's job the subconscious mind is an engine mm. and every engine needs to be run to be able to fulfill its
0: purpose Right. So if you and have and it's purpose and its purpose is survival. Whatever the purpose may be. I
1: mean, you know, ultimately the deepest purpose. Yeah. Uh, on, on the on a physical level is survival. Yes. Yeah. But and well, there's there's many things that sprout out of that kind of term. So for example, if I have to, my job is to keep you alive. I have to do that in various ways. One, of course, is to warn you of any potential threats. Mm. Another way to do that is to guide you towards being able to handle situations in life in a way that you learn how to tackle more and more things. It becomes skillful. You get skills. So... It is my job as the engine being in control of you and responsible for your survival to push you out there into situations that would make you stronger, more capable, and more skilled in dealing with all different potential aspects that could get you killed. And there's many of those out there. Many different variables, especially in today's life. So what happens here is if this engine is not getting the training that it needs, if it's not allowed to run and produce this kind of situations for us to be able to take and use as valuable lessons, then it's going to run amok. Because it is his, if it's its job to regulate these sort of things with the wrong kind of instruction, which is the programs that we've been talking about, with the wrong kind of programming, your subconscious mind is going to just create problems out of nowhere because that's its job. Its job is to bring up obstacles that will help us learn.
0: So okay, I, I never. The way I had framed it was that the 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 subconscious mind is is, let's say, passive, in, the sense that you go you you encounter these experiences and then based on what you learn from them, that then is recorded essentially on the hard drive of the subconscious mind. And it's how have I dealt that dealt with that? And um, that effectively is my programming, my training for the next time. I wasn't wasn't clued into the idea that the subconscious is actually going out trying to find things to help train you.
1: Of course. It of course it does because because the subconscious is not this idle thing. Mm. As a matter of fact, it's the first thing that gets involved, you know, in that thing we call life. The subconscious is alive and well and functioning perfectly before we even get out of our mother's uh, bellies. Before it's
0: running, it's running all the internals, isn't it?
1: It's running the internals, but it's also running the the consciousness, the awareness. Yeah. Um, That's why so many people have memories that in many ways are traumatic that have to do with uh, being in their mother's bellies and uh, sensing any conflict around, you know, like uh, uh, mom being nervous or fearful or being abused or uh, arguments. All this stuff gets recorded, right? And the, the subconscious already is being instructed being based on all that stuff so it is out there to help you make the best out of this journey this is your inner computer and that computer uh needs the best kind of programming in order to go out there and get the job done whatever that job is but most people in this society having been convinced that there is no job, there's no job. We're here to just survive, you know, working this stupid job and then, uh, you know, raise a family and then go on vacation for two weeks a year. And, you know, do your, every time there's holidays, you do your barbecues and you, you know, you shoot Mm -hmm. your guns and You celebrate and you drink and you have sex and you go, you know, trip or you get a high or whatever. And that's this is the course of a lifetime, which is on autopilot 100%. This is a Hmm. life that runs free of purpose.
0: So, yeah. uh, So, my, my question, I suppose, is then how does the subconscious? if its purpose is to try and create these situations to you know put us into difficult scenarios in order for us to learn how does the subconscious allow that to happen whereby we we think that it's all about just you know having a good time basically
1: well everything that happens in our life instructs the subconscious just like we said right
0: mm. now the subconscious is not
1: independent of the rest of us. Mm. So you you get an idea about something, and that idea, I mean I can't convince you. I can't convince your subconscious. I can hypnotize you into believing that your purpose here is nothing. It's shit. Let's just have a good time. Because it's just party. Mm. Right? We're here to party. I mean this is this is a perspective that is being shared a lot uh within from what I understand within the civilized world you know the western approach is that uh you know effort you know we're here to just party have a good time you know yeah. light a door, have a beer you know
0: and it's and it's it's been promoted by right. the media and entertainment industry that that's what it's all about exactly so it
1: be again going back to our indoctrination here so we're being indoctrinated to believe we have no purpose because if we if if you get a hold of your purpose if someone told you that you were an angel that decided to come here and incarnate in order to fight in the grand battle right against i don't know the evil forces of this world If you knew that, right, how could you ever be like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to go have a beer with the guys. No, you wouldn't do that. You would be more and more, that programming would really enhance you daily with the skills, the understanding, the awareness, and the consciousness that you need in order to keep on Creating a more robust uh, approach and weapons of all kinds, inner and uh, inward and outward, in order to be able to efficiently deliver on your mission. Hmm. But if I make you believe that that mission is bullshit, there's no mission. Come on. Why? You know, like uh, if, for anyone who's there's this uh, little. Uh, part of the movie, The Last Temptation of Christ, which I love, is based on Nikos Kazantzakis' novel, brilliant beyond brilliance, where it it examines the approach between what we call divine, what we call evil, called good, and and how it conflicts with our human nature. So, what really happens here? In there, at some point, it shows Jesus being, you know, when he went up to Mount Olive or whatever it is that he went and was praying, and, or in the desert, when you were in the desert, right, 40 days or something. I don't know mm-hmm. all the exact details. But he's in the desert, and then as he's going through his thing, his meditation, his whatever, his prayer, the devil shows up. right, And the devil is this beautiful, stunning woman who says to him very in a very rational and logical statement why are you trying to save the world aren't your own sins enough for you what arrogance to think you can save the world the world doesn't need to be saved save yourself right now Think of how brilliant this statement is and how brilliantly put together by the devil's avatar, because that's what the devil represents. You see, the devil or diavolos, as you call it in Greek. Diabolos comes from the, the verb diavalo, which means to slander. The devil is a master of communicating truths and untruths that sound like perfect truths. So a master manipulator reminds you of something that we get to experience day in and day out in our everyday lives, such as mm. the media, for example. Mm. Uh, so it is very easy to get indoctrinated to believe that not only do you not have a purpose here, jackass, like how dare you think, what, who do you think you are, right? What well, who do you think you are he say, yeah, I came here with a purpose. Of course, let's roll the red carpet here, your majesty. Right? So who do you think, so in other words, going back to being selfish, we talked about that last week. So here, we're dealing with the same kind of approach. Not only do you not have a purpose, but you're an arrogant asshole if you think you have a purpose. Like what arrogance? You think you can save the world, right? Who are you? It's not even stupid, but it's also arrogant because that would entail that you are of importance that would entail that you have power. Mm. And who <clears throat> in this world, amongst the people that run things, want you to have a firm understanding of the fact that you're powerful or the fact that you have a mission?
0: Yeah, I mean that that's that's pretty much borne out by you know Gandhi, Martin Luther King. Mandela, um, all these people who obviously stepped forward, clearly stating that they had a purpose, they, they were threatening the system, they were threatening the control um, over the masses. So they had to be silenced in whatever way they needed to be silenced. Um, but what, what I'm curious about is how does... How does the issue of having a purpose like I know that if you have a purpose and you understand it, that when problems arise, they're just stones in the road, things to be got around but i'm 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 I think i'm I'm getting from you that that problems are a reminder to us that life is not supposed to be without purpose that the struggles at every time a problem is put in front of us, that it's a test to see how we deal with it, how we learn from it. And in that learning and dealing with it, we actually become closer to who we really are, which is that angel with the purpose.
1: That's correct. So, yes, I believe... And when I say believe, uh, I have formed this belief based on experiences that I've had through working with myself and working with other people throughout the years and seeing these things over and over again come up in various forms. So the, the struggle, The problems, as far as I'm concerned, are a reminder that we're not here to chill. This isn't a perpetual holiday.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, not to
1: say that if you choose to make it that, you know, you're a horrible human being. No, of course not. But who are you being in light of your essence, like who you really are, because you mentioned who you really are is your spirit. is, is that flame that uh, takes over your being and animates it, right? This animating force. Mm. You want to call this source or God or whatever it is, that something animates this, this. And that's something that animates. It has a reason, you know, all this stuff. I mean, you know, you, uh, once again, you can believe that you're here, uh, uh, it's an accident, you know, like a lizard or, you know, <laughs> an, an amoeba. Uh, and if you believe that, then your life will have a very specific course. Because according to this kind of belief, you get to walk a certain path. Because that path, that belief affects the path. So if I believe that this is you know it's bullshit, this whole thing is ah, I'm here to just have a good time, then why would I care about uh let's say why do I care about the planet? I mean, this is a short life, right? I, I come here, then you know, I'm I'm out of here and I'm going somewhere else for all eternity. Why do I give a shit about the planet? Right? I mean, it doesn't make sense hmm. or Why do I care about my neighbor? Why do I care about my friends, my fans, strangers out there? Why would I care? Why would I go and risk my life to protect or help somebody else? Mm. If this is as it is, we're just animals. So if we're just animals, we're just, you know, we do that thing. We have a tribe, we have a hierarchy. Uh, You know, we procreate, we eat, we poop, and we die. Mm. And there are a lot of people, I believe, that are actually on that mode of, uh, uh, of, of living. But that mode, if we're talking about being empowered here, and that's primarily what this program is about, you will never find empowerment. In this kind of approach, okay, in the same sense that you could look at an Olympic athlete, uh, who's a, 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 you know, whether or not they have won medals, it's it's regardless the what they do. The course of their lives is defined by something that gives them a purpose, and Mm. that. Purpose becomes so important that nothing else, you know, like your friends who come over, you are training for the Olympics. Your friends come over, hey, let's go party. Yeah, oh, forget about that training bullshit. Come on, man. You know, it's short life. Short. Let's do it. Yeah, forget about it. Why? What's the whole point, right? So if you don't have a purpose, then you're just cruising by. And I think that the people who, either don't believe they have a purpose or the people that don't have a purpose. (laughs) I think everyone has a purpose. But if you don't believe you have a purpose, you're not actually just harming yourself, but you're harming everyone else around you. Mm -hmm. Because you are depriving them from the best you, number one. And number two, your level of asshole leaks (laughs) of course, energetically into your environment. So we need that purpose and we need to get that higher understanding. Uh, And you know, I can't define what that is for everyone. But the idea here is that the problems are coming to remind you that you are not here to chill and just that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the chilling part. But when that starts prevailing in your life, then you know you're crooked. Something has happened that has shifted you off your axis. So it's time to realign.
0: As well, the the other thing is that um, even though we might have the belief that it should be chill all the way through and no problems and all of that, the fact is that we can't get away from the problems. And as Mark Manson says in The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, he says you can choose, you're going to have problems and it's a question of which kind of problems you choose to have. Are they the problems that someone who decides that they're going to travel around the world, or someone who takes that decision and they have a problem because their flight gets cancelled somewhere? and they have to find another way of getting to where they want to go. That's one kind of problem. But if you say, I'm not gonna do anything, I'm just going to you know chill and let it happen, you'll probably eat too much, drink too much, and you'll develop heart problems, you know, or whatever from being sedentary and by not having any kind of purpose, the problem's still gonna be there. And his point is, if you choose to have a life of purpose, If you choose to take on your problems, that's a decent life. That's a well-lived life as distinct from one that where you just let it all happen to you because the problems are going to happen anyway.
1: That's right. And the problems are going to happen anyway because your subconscious will generate them regardless. Mm. So you either give your subconscious, once again, it's a child that has magic. So assuming that you have a magician within you... Okay. Do you give that magician uh, a job? Yeah. Do you give that magician a job to do, or is that magician sitting there thinking, "Oh, what do we do today? What do, we do? I need something to entertain myself with?" So okay. I'm just going to create some shit. Here. <laughs> so okay. you know what I mean? So it will. Need, that magician needs work. It needs to be occupied. It needs to be properly employed. And if you don't give that magician worthwhile tasks, it will come up with bullshit tasks and it will be throwing your life around uh, and creating havoc just as a demon would do Uh, instead of helping you resolve critical issues that are holding you back from embracing the next step the next part of your journey into your mission your hero's journey
0: so do you think that i mean what's just come to me there is do you think the subconscious is when it sees that you're moving forward and you're facing problems and challenges and you're working through them and you know pressing on clearly with some sense of purpose whether it's the higher purpose or not, but certainly you're moving forward, that when you don't do that, do you think the subconscious is just making mischief? Or do you think it's saying, hang on a minute, you've got a purpose here and you need to start looking for it. And unless you, unless you do, then it's almost like you're not living the full life. And my job here is to help you get to the place where you're living a full life. So, Yes, it might seem mischievous, but actually I'm reminding you to start looking for the purpose. I'm like reminding you to start to get into problem-solving mode because that's what you're supposed to be doing. I'm here to remind you.
1: Right. That's a very good question, and I'd say uh, yes and yes. In, you are right in both uh, options here, and it all depends Which one's going to be depends on your own personal level of awareness. So to give an example, if you have walked your life being guided by that spirit, because some people get the calling, you know, uh, Mm. where you need to embrace, you know, the shamanic path or, you know, a magical path or anything that actually... Will show you what it means to be intimately involved in the mysteries of the world or the mysteries of the universe, uh, which is something that has moved me always since I was a kid. Well, most people don't get that, and if you don't have that inclination, so you, you move, you keep moving ahead uh, without training. Like if you don't hear that voice, Mm. then that voice becomes fainter and fainter. And as it gets snuffed, then the subconscious is, you know, it's uh, giving up on trying to do that, gets the understanding that you don't give a shit about that. So it just decides to entertain itself rather than Helping you resolve the issues that is here to help you resolve. So if you don't, if you walk on that path, uh, then it will be there to remind you, hey, you know, you're just you're supposed to be doing this, you're supposed to be doing that, you're supposed to be enhancing your life, you're supposed to be moving ahead. But if you are the kind of person that has been convinced and convincing your subconscious. That this whole life is just whatever a ride, and I'm just gonna just go ahead and live it as it comes. Then the subconscious will create mischief, as you said, mm. just like a child that is bored. Right? You 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 have a child in the house not paying attention to the child. The child doesn't have anybody to play with, right? There's no there's no worthy. Challenges for the child, what's the child gonna start doing mischief? It's gonna start looking into you know into the drawers. Well, what's that? daddy gun. you know, or <laughs> whatever. You know, what does that stove do? You know, this sort of thing, so it needs to be beautifully and constructively occupied,
0: right? And, and, and when people have experiences which I mean, you often see it with people who have they're diagnosed with cancer or they have a a near death experience because of a heart attack or an accident or something like that. And afterwards, if they survive it, you'll often hear them say, I changed my life as a result of this. And it's almost like it was the best thing that could have happened to me, Mm -hmm. this cancer or whatever. Firstly, is is the, is the incident, is the illness likely to be connected to the subconscious in that respect? That uh, Potentially it's making mischief. And is the response to it by some people, it's not by everyone, almost like a recognition that my life does have a purpose. Um, the light bulb has come on and I've suddenly started to see things that I didn't see before and I'm starting to behave in a way that I didn't behave before. I'm suddenly appreciative for what I have and f- for living the life to the full for however long I have now. Is that dynamic part of the subconscious bringing you back to find your purpose when you may have been off track?
1: Yeah, I believe so. Absolutely. Cause this is, this is like having problems, right? This is only a bigger problem. Yeah. Getting a disease is usually, in my opinion, one of the more, one of the clearer examples that your spirit is trying to wake you up. Mm. E- or either that or your spirit has determined that nothing will wake you up. And so it decides to check out. Right. Because it feels that any More of that shenanigans will harm who you really are, your true essence. And Mm. so it puts a break to that and and, and goes for a reload, you know, it goes for a reboot,
0: Mm.
1: you know, hoping that next time, based on better instruction, you will not repeat that same uh, mistakes. And isn't that the concept of reincarnation, what Mm. it's all about? Mm. Right, that you you're supposed to be doing this, that, and the concept of karma, which is actually very interesting and prevailing in, the, again, the worlds of uh, new wage wisdom, uh, especially. So the karmic understanding here is that if you do something shitty, the universe will pay you back, right? right and that's what so so then be like be a, a good person if you want good things to happen to you now there's so much wrong with that kind of approach mm. that i can't even begin to illustrate but think of it this way if i knew that there's a parent of some sort out there that's going to punish me if i do something shitty and that's the reason why i don't do it Am I evolving at all?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, if, if I if, even in a, in a police state, if I don't come and punch you in the face because I'm afraid, I'm going to get jail time. But I, oh, I want it so badly. It, it, mm-hmm. Does this change anything? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's the same, right? So is that karma? Is it karmic? Is, is, is there a karmic repercussion? Of not doing something out of fear. Mm. This is my approach and my understanding uh, of karma: is whatever you attach yourself to is something that usually you drag with you, comes along with you.
0: Right.
1: So, it's a matter of attachment. Uh, I don't. I don't believe that the universe gives a shit about punishing you because I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Anyway, if you don't even know why you're being punished, then how is that even valid? Mm. Right. I mean, cause either say you did something horrible in your past life and now someone beats the shit out of you day in and day out, but, but you don't, you don't know that. So if you don't know that, how is that helping you mm. realize that? Oh, that's why this happened. Cause I was an asshole before, but, If if there's nothing, and and on top of that, if you get punishment, I mean, what we all know, as above, so below, remember, we all know what happens to the people who get incarcerated because of their mistakes. How many of them come out better people?
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Right? (laughs) If anyone at all, I mean, unless it's like Nelson Mandela. Mm. (laughs) But, you know, usually... That tactic doesn't, and of course, you know, the people who go out there and come out changed positively are the people who find that light within them, yeah, because of the circumstance, because they have the ability to now pause for five minutes or five years and realize: oh my god, what have I been doing with my life? Who am I? Right. But Most people who go out there to be punished for what they did, they either become more pissed off and more resentful, come out there worse off. And of course, whatever you acquire (laughs) in there is another issue, but you come out more distractful to yourself and to your fellow human beings, or you come out utterly afraid terrified of being anyone out there and you go and you lock yourself into another cell, your mind cell, you know, however you want to find it. And then you become, oh, I'm not going to be a good boy or a good girl because there's no, I don't like that game. I I can't have that happen to me again.
0: So I will just do what you tell me. Mm. So It was a bit like Brooks in Shawshank where he couldn't cope with having been let out.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what it's like.
0: So we
1: deal with the concept of karma in different ways. And I don't believe that kind of way makes any sense at all. Karma Mm. is not punishment for what you've done in the past, because it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't. and And who's doing the punishment anyway? I mean, then we have to, once again, embrace the concept that there is this parent figure there that sits and and judges, you know, sits, sits yeah. on the throne. It's like, oh, what, did you, what did you do? You're not supposed to do that. So, but then, you know, there are many religious connotations <laughs> there, and I don't want to, I never want to get into that kind of discussion. No. The idea here is that it is up to you to, under, to believe what, you're here to be. It is up to you to get that inspiration if you ask for that inspiration, because most people don't ask because they've been complacent in being told uh, that it's their purpose is just whatever, okay, whatever. Mm. You know, there's no mission. This is just, mm. we just come oh, here, to, you know.
0: Yeah. Or 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 the the issue of there being a purpose is isn't even discussed it's not even because of all the conditioning and because of all the messaging it, it's that aspect of things just never gets discussed it's just all this i suppose hedonistic thing just keep it yeah uh, keep doing all this stuff and you you know you'll get into the big brother house or you'll win x factor or you, you know all this kind of stuff that all good stuff happening in your life um and that's all you want and that's all we're here for uh, and, and anything about real purpose is, is put to one side. That's right. But, um, but I'm just looking at the clock and uh, <laughs> we've managed to do it again. <laughs> and I was just wanted to, to ask you, you know, if you, if you take what we've discussed and even what we started with is where people have a problem <laughs> with having problems and they believe that they shouldn't have any and that that's the best and easiest life, life to live. What, how would you, as a, as, a, as a guide or as a message to people who would say that, and what people listening to this might take from it, is how should we approach problems, life, purpose? How should we just string all that together as a, as a final message? Well, f- first,
1: if you want to know why you have the problems that you have, ask yourself what you're doing here on this plane that's the first thing i do what am i doing here why am i here if and to give an example if i have you know if i'm complaining because uh you know i stepped on a thorn or something and you know as i'm walking barefoot in the woods and i sit there and like oh god damn you know why is that always happening to me you know (laughs) why? Right? Uh, why? I don't. Why? It's not fair. Uh, and, you know, that is the prevailing thought of a person who's not going somewhere in a hurry. Mm. Right? What do I mean by that? If my mission is to go through the woods to some kind of abandoned bunker that has little kids in there imprisoned, and my mission is to go there and free them. You tell me how many thorns I would give a shit about stepping on Mm. because the bigger your mission, the bigger you are, the bigger the problem, right? The only problem, the, the, the problem that comes up is going to be big if the mission that you are on is big. Yeah. And Everything else is an annoyance, right? And uh, so I would prefer to be dealing with problems that make me reconsider and rethink things in the deepest possible way on a daily basis by asking, why is this happening to me? What am I supposed to learn from this? Yeah. You ask that question and then you allow it to present you with an answer. And it always does, if you're paying attention, one way or the other.
0: So even if you don't have that purpose or a sense of it, if you approach whatever problem you're facing at the moment with, why is this happening? And what have I got to learn from it? The more you do that, the more you're likely to overcome the problem, but also you're more likely to get in touch with that purpose, yes, absolutely. you're more likely to get in touch with your higher self, right?
1: And, and once again, remember about wasting energy it's all the game is all about energy here. The game is all about uh, saving, conserving energy, and producing more energy. Now, the more we get caught up in drama, the more we waste energy. And that's why drama is but it's absolutely it's a it, it's a vicious cycle that happens because the mind the subconscious mind revels in bullshit too you know once again if it doesn't have anything to do, it will take you on an endless journey uh, of thinking and uh, and uh, what is the second guessing yourself all the time yeah, yeah. so. <clears throat> you need to realign yourself with a new idea of who you are as far as i'm concerned it's what i do all day long Uh, and every problem that comes in between me and that purpose is a problem that i'm happily engaging with in Mm -hmm. order to eradicate it because it's like I get credits, right? It's like, like in the yeah. video game. The more you deal with that problem, the more successfully you deal with the problem. Now, the more skilled you are to face your next challenge. Because yeah. once again, neuro-linguistic programming problem versus challenge. Yeah. Right? There's a huge difference between those two. A problem is there to make you suffer. A challenge is there to make you grow. And I think that's a a pretty clear way to define how I feel about it.
0: And that's a good way to finish. I think think we've given some gold nuggets there today. Hopefully, my friend. I think so. So in wrapping up.
1: Until next week.
0: Let's be careful out there
1: and don't let your mind kill you
0: thanks for listening to your mind is trying to kill you with alexandros megas and vincent Byrne. if you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode then we would love if you would subscribe on apple podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on and you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well It would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week.